I think being in isolation for so long has almost had a massive negative impact on them because they feel anxious to go out again back into the real world. But I've learned the importance of family, like how important family is. I'm quite guilty of this. I used to put a lot of emphasis on friendships, but that's changed now. Welcome to the podcast, Men Who Talk, where we talk about what men talk about or should be talking about. Brought to you by your host, Ansar Ali and myself, Sam Malik. Today's episode is sponsored by DSGN UK, who design and develop awesome stuff. As we record this episode, it has been 115 days since lockdown due to COVID-19. During this period, many things have happened, including death, loss of earnings, mass confusion, and somewhat standstill on a global level. While some people have struggled with these things, others have been able to flourish during this period too. They've been able to not only make the most out of it, but also do good things, whether that be charitable or entrepreneurial. Around me, I've seen people do landscaping work, gardening work, learning cooking, baking, buying garden pools and jacuzzis and all sorts. Others have even explored themselves and nature. We joined today by Hamdi, who is a recording artist, producer and creative who I've had the pleasure to collaborate with on many projects and Kamal, who is head of art and photography at a high school, a photographer and an avid runner who I've also enjoyed having an opportunity to run around the field with. So getting started with the show really, Hamdi, could you tell us what you've been up to the last few days now that lockdown's starting to ease off? Um, it's been the same routine since April really, waking up at eight working out, having a big breakfast, and then locking into my makeshift studio in the front living room and creating and making lunch with the missus and creating again and then making dinner and just kind of just being as productive as I possibly can and building lots of muscle. How are you building these muscles? Like what are you doing? Shit, intense, load of press Intense, you know, intense. <laughs> start, start at quarter past eight, start off with a hit, and then we go into like intense body, kind of body weight workouts, four sets, starting from like 30 seconds per set and then up to like a minute and kind of just doing that four to five times a week. Sick. Yeah, so that's been my routine really since April. What about you, Kamal? Now that lockdown's been easy enough, what have you been up to the last couple of days? Similar to what brother said then, kind of stuck to the same routine. Getting up, check my emails, respond to everything, arrange the remote learning for my students, speak to my staff. So the thing is, it's not just about me, it's also being in charge of a department. You need to make sure your staff well-being, everything is obviously on spot and you've got family to look after as well. So daily routine, check emails, have breakfast, do my work. And depending on time, go for a jog. I think the jog part, meeting with people, keeping obviously a distance is brilliant. That's one way to sort of um, keep myself going. I mean, one thing for you particularly, were you going into school when the lockdown happened? Right, okay, so that never changed. No, because school never closed. That's one thing. People thought, oh yeah, school's closed now because of lockdown. Actually, no, we've been open schools for the children of key workers. So people like NHS, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, we have got a large number of vulnerable students as well. So the people actually, um, like, for example, the teachers that work with the vulnerable students, they had to go in and then a number of teachers have volunteered to go in to support the children of key workers. Right, okay. So I put myself up there. I thought, you know what, I want to help out. So there was a timetable produced. So every fortnight I'll go in and help out. We do daily different activities and keep them engaged. Bear in mind, you know, keeping the social distancing. But these kids, it was difficult at first. But eventually, even as a child trying to get your head around, I've got to keep my distance, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. It was quite difficult. Mm. And as an adult, it's hard enough anyway. Yeah. Imagine as a child, child yeah. it's, it's worse. But 
it was fine. It's going in, doing the schoolwork, coming home, looking after the family. It's juggling your work life and your home life as well. And that was the biggest thing for us as teachers. People thought, yeah, we're just at home, you know, looking after the family. No, we're not. We're still doing work yeah. from home and marking, assessing, reporting. Next year's curriculum planning. That's another big job itself. And then having meetings, number of meetings, doing live sessions, delivering all this. And I work with students from 11-year-olds to all the way to 18. Right. So it's a big, massive number. We have about 1,800 in our school so there's a, wow. lot, a lot of students sort of look after no it is right okay so not not much changes i suppose what about you answer what have you been up to since lockdown starting to ease off uh, mine it's not been different for the last couple of months at least because obviously i run my own business there's so much time off i can take i actually didn't take any time off starting off lockdown if anything it was crazier than what it normally is because you know everybody wants a website everybody <laughs> wants a website it's so true initially i did plan on like having a set timetable of when i'll be doing work and when i'll be having my own time but that just went out the window straight away. As you know, we were working till like 11, 12 at night. Obviously, Ramadan kicked in not so much after that. And we were up at 3 a.m. at Sahari time texting clients because yeah. we had no time and it became normality. But I think personally, it kind of helped me kind of deal with this because I'm not a person that wants to be bored. I'm not a person that sits there doing nothing, wasting time. I'll always try and be proactive so yeah that's what i've been i doing. mean that's one of the negatives of the lockdown isn't it people did not know when to switch off yeah like mm -hmm. when am i starting work when am i stopping work like i struggled because generally speaking i kind of manage my own time the way i work and all that as long as certain things like meetings projects events i mean they can't change but everything else is quite fluid but then the problem of that fluidity is that during lockdown it was just all literally all loose wasn't it yeah like i didn't know i i, I signed on whenever i wanted to and I signed off whenever I wanted to. So yeah, no, I copied that with Ansar really. Like, you know, one of the negatives of lockdown was not being able to, not knowing when to switch on and switch off. And then, you know, being, obviously we were a lot more busier, uh, but the, the, the hours of busyness, somehow didn't increase for some people was that for you kamal did would you say your hours of busyness increased well, well just going from what you're saying then um not knowing when to switch off i think that was my biggest issue i was working throughout the whole day and night not realizing actually i've done more than my fair share yeah i should actually switch off so going back to what you're saying i think having a routine in your life actually does help because if you don't have a routine you don't know when to start you don't know when to finish and then next thing you know you're literally spending less time with your family when you should be spending more time with your family if anything during this lockdown i felt like i did more work than ever because i'm i'm waking up whatever time then i'm working through all night and i shouldn't have to you know but you feel like you, you're compelled to because you feel like you're at home you feel bad yeah. otherwise you know if you don't do it i feel like i had a yeah i'm not being productive <laughs> yeah. yeah taking that point do you feel like it did have an effect on your family life this crazy timetable mm -hmm. crazy routine mm -hmm. i know it did for me 100 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. what about you guys can I? Because yeah, I've got a six-year-old. I can put my hand on my heart. Yeah, I did no home learning with her whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> it was my wife's job. That's what she did because she's she was working from home. She was making phone calls. She works at school as well, by the way. But she, I don't know how she managed to juggle both sides. And then I'm sat in the kitchen with my laptop, with my headphones, just doing your just own thing. Do my own thing. I, I was the same, totally. 
Mm. I was in the other room, as Sam knows, we did loads of video conferences. <laughs> yeah. And I was in the other room with my pajamas and we were just discussing stuff, projects, yeah. etc. Mm. And my missus were just doing the... I think part of that as well, I felt like I devalued her job role because mm. I thought, you know, she'd be fine. Just left her yeah. to it. But actually her job was just as important as mine. So... But you know what? Generally speaking, women have the ability to do shit like that. Do yeah, you? definitely. You know, Absolutely. like we've got mothers and sisters and, yeah. you know, we've got women in our households. They have the ability to yes. do a lot more than that. A lot more than what we think they can do. Um, Hamdi, what were your like ills and evils of lockdown? What were you struggling with? I think the most I was struggling with was actually getting back in touch with people. I actually valued the kind of uh, separation and sense of just being on my own. So my living condition is um, I live in a shared uh, accommodation with my wife. So we live with other people, but my mum lives in Moss Side. I'm, I'm literally just don't throw away. But there'll be part times when my mum's phoning me, I'm like, I don't want to pick up. I don't want to chat to anyone really. And that would be like two to three weeks. And then I started to feel a bit bad. And I'd be like, I need yeah. to speak to my mum. This was at the height of like lockdown. the lockdown. Um, yeah, just anxiety around people. Um, not only that, a lot of my mental health issues came out. I said, hello, here I am. All the stuff that happened to you before you were 10. Here we are. We need to chat. What, and, um, what, what did happen before? And do you so know? I went through quite traumatic stuff around racism and stuff, which forced me to move out of Denmark where I grew up at. So I've just kind of lived with all these things. And then, and before you know it, come like May, I'm like, oh, why, why, why am I thinking this way? Why am I feeling this way? So yeah, like my mental health issues became like very real. So when you said anxiety around people, is that because of like COVID, the coronavirus, or is that just like no, a demon of its own? No, I'm in the process of being diagnosed for PTSD. Right, okay. So just my threat level yeah. and threat assessing has of. become very real. So yeah, those are kind of like the negatives that come out of it. But I see it as a blessing because now the things I've kind of been ignoring all these years, I've kind of finally been like, okay, we need, to, we need to have a conversation and, and talk about these things. So you can call them a negative, but it was definitely no, 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 it not. Is, it, it is like, you know, just anxiety around people because that's been a lot. Like for some people, it's been the coronavirus and, yeah. and COVID that, you know, they, they're just staying away from people. Yeah. That is obviously a legitimate yeah. one, a concern. And um, I'm, I'm a studio rat. So like, yeah. I just spent a lot of my time in studios. Yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm used to being on my own, but with COVID, it was like the only person layer. I could deal with was my was my missus and my 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 housemates, and I was about it really for for a few weeks. What about you, Kamal? Like, what what did you struggle with the most during lockdown? I know we we were speaking about signing on and signing off at work being one, but mm. what other things would you say that you struggled with, or you saw other people struggle with? See. What I've witnessed as well, and after speaking to a number of people, I think being in isolation for so long has almost had a massive negative impact on them because they feel anxious to go out again back into mm. the real world. They don't feel confident to go out. They're scared to go out. You know, something might get me and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I was watching um, this morning, this morning, and um, <laughs> they were saying there's going to be a tsunami of mental health after this second pandemic. So how do we deal with it? And the best way to deal with it is if you can speak to your family members, go ahead and speak to them. And if you can't, obviously access them whatever reason then there are doctors there there are professional medical people out there yeah. who you can talk to and i think part of the reason um people are afraid to talk about it is it's that stigma yeah we've addressed that on the show already a, a, lots of times about talking about mental health issues um sometimes it doesn't have to be as mental health issues it could be just low mood yeah and anxiety mm. um about you know whatever it may mm. be but absolutely stigma especially men so yeah, especially men, you we know. need to break that barrier. Um, and once we've broken that barrier, then we can open up. Yeah. And I think 
what the problem is that people haven't got time for the people. And then as soon as you sit down with somebody and talk to somebody, like having this meeting right now, listen to one of you guys, mm. yeah? It's nice just to sit there and listen and mm. share your own yeah. experiences. Yeah. And how often do you actually do that? Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, we're hoping we'll get like thousands of followers and listeners on our shows that we'll be able to resonate with mm -hmm, just that point that you said. I mean, to be honest, that was one of the fuels of this show, like why me and Ansa wanted to start this off yeah. was we were going to pick up some topics that are quite touchy and quite sensitive mm. um, and talk about it. And, you know, I don't think we'll be able to remove the stigma because it'll take a shitload of men to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But like, I think the idea of inspiring and creating a mutual... yes platform that hang on if this guy's talking about his cancer if this guy's talking about his Crohn's disease you know all, all these different issues that yeah. everyone's had to deal with mm -hmm. anxiety around people mm -hmm. etc I guarantee you there's a percentage of listeners out there that are going to be listening to this show that would have as resonated just those little two three points that we've mm -hmm. made and we've not even gone deep yet no. I mean one of the things that I noticed is people are scared of their own company yeah so because of isolation and lockdown mm. They're, they're forced to win it, you yeah, know, especially yeah. people that live by themselves or even yeah. people that live in a monk's family. Yeah. You know, sometimes the day job was like um, an escape of, you know, yeah. of that of some sort. Yeah. So in isolation, you're by yourself a lot mm. and people are scared of that. So when they're dealing with that, mm. then that's when they suffer from low mood, where they suffer from some, you know, yeah. anxious thoughts or where they're historic ones or just... Mm. Sometimes it's unnecessary stuff that you can... Yeah, yeah. Not brush it off, but you can like you know kind of deal with it with a you know mindset shift. Yeah, that, that is true. Cause since my injury, I actually struggle to sit at home and do nothing, as it is on my own. Mm. But when the family's there, I'm okay. As soon as the family, my kids and my missus are out, I feel like I shouldn't be there. Yeah, you myself, know what I mean yeah. by myself. So one of my kind of um, coping mechanisms, you know, due to my injury, was the gym, mm -hmm. and. The fact that we were able to go to the gym was driving me nuts. Same. It was driving me nuts. So right at the beginning of lockdown, I set myself a target of press-ups. Yeah. I could barely do press-ups. So I started at 25 mm -hmm. reps. I did another set, so mm -hmm. 25 times 2, 25 mm -hmm. times 4. That's pretty good. Listen, I stopped on the last day of Ramadan, basically. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do five sets of 50. Mm-hmm. Wow. With, with with good form as well, mm -hmm. not like you know, <laughs> wide no, that's out. important. Good form as good, well, good form mm. and back straight, you know, back straight. <laughs> you know, even with my injured knee, yeah. obviously the pressure on my knee yeah. kind of gives in, but I, I stuck to that, and that was like a massive coping mechanism for mm -hmm. myself. But the fact that Jim was gone, obviously, Sam, you know, Suf, you know, Jim was like it's everything for us, Danny. Obviously, we're in the gym every other night together anyway. And, you know, that being taken away was like a massive part of my life kind of gone. Yeah, I struggled with the gym not being there for me. That story reminds me of a story that I went through. Go on. So, at the start of the lockdown, I was smoking way too much weed. I was smoking every day. Some of my missus were like, I bet you can't do 100 press-ups. If you stop, if you just don't smoke today, do 100 press-ups. And before I know it, I caught the bug. I was like, all right, I can do 50. Tomorrow I'll do another 50. And on the third day, I'll do 100. And then from there, when I was like, all right, cool, I'm only smoking on a weekend and I'm just working out every single day press-ups. I don't go without a day without doing press-ups. You know what? Press-up is such a foundation exercise. And you only know that 
when you're able to do like when you're able to like beat your plateau or whatever mm-hmm. it was yeah. mm-hmm. and you realize hang on there's an element of strength that's mm. coming with this form you know when you do a perfect yeah. press up yeah. you think yeah this is a sick press up because it's 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 actually a, one of those compound movements yeah. where it's your core your back your chest yeah. you're not going to make us do press ups now, yeah. now, right now. <laughs> how many I can do it with a resistant bun, bro. Can you? No, <laughs> I'm not there yet. No. Yeah. I've actually tied the resistant bun no. to make it more resistant. More tighter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, like, one of the things that I struggled with, which I'm going to, I don't know if anyone else can resonate and relate, is boredom. Not that saying that I got bored, because before, like, if I was working in the office or in the studio, I was able to go for a walk after every, like, 20, 15 minutes or whatever, right? Um, you know, I live in a two-bedroom mm-hmm. terraced house at the moment, mm-hmm. you know I mean right so for me to like go for a walk is just at the end of that room I'm back <laughs> so I was getting bored of whatever I was doing I was getting bored of watching TV yeah so I was suffering from boredom very quickly and how, how did you overcome that overcome that I mean there was a couple of different things that I was doing which are slightly irrelevant to mm-hmm. an extent so for example I was hopping between from editing a video to editing a podcast to mm-hmm. writing a blog to then writing an email and this jumping but then I've Quite early on, and I think because back when I started the studio up, a lot of my work that I was doing was by myself. So there's an element of embracing boredom to be able to go into that, which we'll come into that in a, in, in a minute. But I think I kind of took it by its horns or balls, whichever way mm-hmm. you want to grab it. And I thought, right, I'll, I'll deal with this boredom. So whenever mm-hmm. I'm sat, I'm bored, I'm usually like thinking about stuff. And now because I write my ideas and all that stuff down, then that becomes like a channel for my boredom. So I've been able to understand how important boredom is for just personal development, being a better version of yourself, or even like just slowing down and just chilling out a bit. I remember I listened to a podcast a couple of days ago by Joe Rogan and the guest that said it saying that being able to embrace boredom is a superpower yeah um, and they were talking about right now everyone's scared of boredom like the moment we get bored we pick our phones up yeah you know what I mean? We'll get bored from one social media, then we jump onto the other one where, you know, like boredom has become as if it's such a bad thing. Whilst if you think about, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago, like people that were bored were just sat looking up at the stars and or just looking out in the bewilderness. So, yeah, so I think personally for me, one of the things was embracing boredom, really. I thought, well, not straight away. Like I thought, right, OK, mm-hmm. this boredom is part of it. And I think I'm going to um, try and I wouldn't say enjoy boredom, but it's part of like me just developing whatever I'm working on or whatever I'm dealing with at the time. Um, so I think for me, it's like that with um, with a lot of things in general, when you're in isolation or when you're by yourself, it can either like kill you, like when you're by yourself, um, literally people have committed suicide out of mm-hmm. isolation mm-hmm. or some strong dudes come out or dudesses yeah. come out of isolation you yeah. know um, a while back I did a post about like all the inventions that came out of isolation Ra- radiotherapy x-ray Doctor Who's soundtrack the Quran for yeah. example yeah, got yeah. revealed out yeah. of isolation it's when you separate yourself from the world mm. And lock yourself up. You know, some of the world's greatest inventions have come because like, somebody locked themselves in the room and thought, right, I don't want to deal with people for a bit or however long. Nicholas yeah. Tesla was famous for that. He did not like people, no. uh, like dealing with people. I mean, for, for me, when it comes to boredom, I've, I'm self, self-diagnosed ADD. So like when I used to work in a high school and I'd work with the kids in SEN who've, who've been diagnosed yeah. with ADD, I could literally see myself within them. Relate. Yeah, relate. For me, I feel like I always have like a pair of dumbbells in the studio. So as soon as I get bored, I'm like, all right, come on, let's do a 15, let's do a 10. Or I'll go speak to someone. For me, boredom 
is um, I'm not being stim I'm not being stimulated. Yeah. So back in the day, I would completely hate that. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to be around this. I don't want to be bored. No, I don't, don't want to like be stimulated. Bored, yeah. I want something to happen. I'll just do, be quiet do you for not, a Andy, on that point, um, I don't know if you've got kids. I've got know? a kid, but he doesn't live here. Yeah. Oh, he lives right. in Africa. Okay. On that point, yeah. you know, boredom, I did not get bored at all. Yeah. Seriously, I did yeah, not yeah. get bored at all. But one thing that I did notice were my kids mm -hmm. getting bored on my missus because we've got a really active social life mm -hmm. and my kids have a really active sporting life. So it's these young people that you know, suffered a lot more because my son, his average PlayStation time is one and a half hours a week. A week that's on like on a Sunday, yeah, you know, midday when yeah. he's got nothing to do from one and a half hours a week. You know, although my wife did an amazing job, you know, homeschooling, mm -hmm. and I tried to keep their sporting life kind of active, eventually the pressure and the stresses kind mm -hmm. of got to me yeah. where we had to kind of say, Yeah, you know, just go on the PlayStation, yeah, and you know, the one hour a day became one and a half hours a day, two hours a day, and then it's the bloody headsets, and it's like, Yeah, just chat with your mates and stuff like Turn that. Turn into full-time gamers by the end of a lockdown. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what... But, you know, can you blame me? I've spoken no. to quite a few people, though. Can't blame them, And, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, this is what Can't we've had to them. resort to. It's either that or you tell them off and just... They get bored. I mean, gaming's not an evil, though. I'll tell you it's that. It's not like, an I evil, but it anyone the, addiction, the addiction of it is. Yeah. yeah. The addiction of it is. I'll tell you another thing that I struggled with in, in, in lockdown is not being around people. Mm -hmm. After a few weeks of being in isolation and, you know, the, the novelty of being by yourself and all that, right? Quite quickly, I started missing people. Like, and even the people that I don't like, I started missing them. <laughs> um, and I think one of the things that I, I, I picked up long time ago before, and then it resonated again, is this physical vibration and energy that you pick up from people. Uh, so think about a time or think about a particular person that's always talking negative about stuff, that are criticizing stuff, right? That will have a knock-on effect on you. Whilst on the the other flip side, if you've got someone that's, you know, very grateful and gracious, when you're around them, your energy level's high. So I think one of the things that I missed is being around people. Mm -hmm. After a few weeks, mm -hmm. the first few weeks, I was, yeah, chilling, mm -hmm. man, you know what I mean? But then after that, I thought, shit, man, like, I'm really missing people. That's why everyone jumped onto Zoom and Skype mm -hmm. and FaceTime and yeah. Microsoft Teams or whatever you call them. I mean, did anybody, like, did you miss your students? Like, and I don't mean that from a teacher's point of view. I mean that, you know, from a head of department no, point no. of view. Of course we did, of course we did. It's not, it's not just the students that we miss, it's the colleagues, it's the banter, it's also yeah. parents, everything. And going back to what you're saying about boredom, and I think I, I was suffering a bit of boredom because I got sick of doing work, I was like, I've got to do something else. And what it is, we've been forced to stay at home and somehow entertain ourselves. But actually being bored is not a bad thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just got to no. sit back and reflect on your own life and think that's what we missed out. And then what I've been doing is trying to catch up on some of the... Um, Netflix series, <laughs> yeah. At the moment, you watching, watching Queen of the South, brilliant. You gotta watch that. Um, anyway, moving on from that. So I started doing gardening, as you were saying before. Yeah. People had taken a lot of gardening. So I, and the other day, I was just sat there and looking at my fish. I'm like, this is quite nice. I should do this more often. You mm. know, just listen to the wind and, and the, the yeah. birds, whatever. Yeah. And I've started to look after the fish. I have to start feeding them as well. Mm. So feeding the birds. <laughs> and you start, and this is where your natural side actually comes yeah. to you. And if, if you look back a thousand years ago, people didn't have phones and TVs. How did they entertain themselves? We're forgetting the moral things. And I'm going off a tangent again. Um, so the boredom, I kept my 
myself busy and I did miss my kids, I did miss my staff. So we, what we do, we have a weekly meeting. If I, we did it with Zoom, then we moved to uh, Teams. Microsoft Teams, Teams just because we pay for it and it's all the safety zone and all that kind of stuff. So we had a chat with our staff and, you know, we have a meeting for an hour. We did a um, weekly meeting with the heads of departments and then on top of that, obviously constant emails to the students and things like that. So we do miss chasing the kids. Yes, even the, the ones that are challenging kids, we, yeah. we do miss them because they're the ones that keep our, you know, keep us on our toes. We never looked at time. Time went like this, but now obviously... I mean, we're all involved in events in some like mm-hmm. capacity, like yeah. wedding, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Answer, like, yeah. I think you've probably gone to more events than any of us put together. <laughs> the, we've chat about these events that we're starting to hate, you know, because we have to go for that, show our faces, etc. because someone's invited us. Like, have you missed those events? Considering I was on average attending probably at least two events a week and not just an hour or two, like full on full evening, evenings. Yeah. You know, mm. it, it has been crazy because obviously now Are you missing I'm, those right now? At the moment, I'm not, you know. Right. I'm, <laughs> at the moment, I'm not because I've kind of take up other things where I can be more productive, a bit more useful, mm. learn a little bit more. Mm. You know, not just about myself, but, you know, learn new skills. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, yeah, I'm missing the events. Obviously, it's, it's part of my job. It's a massive part of... The business, you know, we get clients through networking events and showing our face, like you said. But also, like, let's talk about some of the music mm-hmm. events. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things is like, you know, you go to a gig, you go to a good gig, yeah. it's a sick yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. You come out like feeling really good. But then you, you know, we're always like the Manchester music scene mm-hmm. is a quite a close knit. Yeah. So we know each other, we're bumping into people, etc. You've obviously not performed since no. lockdown, right? So you're not getting none of that energy from the audience, from the crowd. And none of the money either. <laughs> <laughs> and none of the money either, mm. yeah, yeah. Would you say that, like, you're come to a point where you think, yep, I'm missing people? And I'm even including the ones that you don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely miss performing. Yeah. I miss that. Uh, hugely but I think it's been weirdly enough it's been perfect timing for me because I'm going through a rebrand so I'm going through a transition as well where what people have come to know me for is not what they're going to hear from going forward so I've kind of taken this time to rebrand and kind of change my musical and creative identity completely if anything I was working education before COVID like working with young people and like I kind of missed that I I was going to ask you Hamdi you know when Kamal was saying just a bit ago Mm -hmm. He's learnt new things about himself. Yeah. You know, he's learnt the fact that he talks to his fish or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What do you feel that like you've learnt that, that you had in you, but you didn't kind of had the t- opportunity to? Um, do you know do? what I've learnt? The biggest lesson I've learnt is I've got issues around just attachment and stuff, and I've people learnt or things. People, I'm a bit of a. I'm a bit of a crowd pleaser, but I've learned the importance of family, like how important family is. Um, I used to, I'm quite guilty of this. I used to put a lot of emphasis on friendships, but that's changed now because I didn't hear from anyone yeah. for a very long time. And I would always have to make the first kind of action to start like a communication. Yeah. Um, with friends. Yeah, with friends. Yeah. Um, and that, 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 I don't mean I hate my friends. I have friends out there that I value, but... Yeah. I've understood the value of family yeah. and what that means. And also just because things are becoming a lot more serious around my career, I'm like, who do I trust with my with everything? And that's family. So mm. my biggest learning point has been family and like these are the people going to be through me with thick and yeah. thin. So yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. been my biggest learning curve. And also learning about Somali people and where we're from. I've kind of been researching into that, where yeah. we come from. 
Yeah, I've been yeah. doing loads of uh, YouTubing and stuff like that. Beginning out. <laughs> Kamal, what were your lockdown lessons? What did you learn? <sighs> Patience. Okay. <laughs> a lot about that, especially, you know, spending more time at home. You just got to be patient with everything, really, isn't it? Uh, going out, waiting in the queues. That, oh my God, that was yeah. just long, you know. Attested. And again, that's what I mean, patience. A couple of years ago, I was very lucky enough to do my um, pilgrimage. And that back then... The Hajj or Umrah? Hajj, Hajj. Okay. Yeah. So super, super for everything. And yeah. you meet so many different types of people. And I feel like during this lockdown, almost reflected back on that. It's yeah. like, Allah give you these things. Yeah, it's a test. Mm-hmm. And it's how you come out on the other side. Mm. But you just got to control yourself and manage yourself. If you don't get something done, it's not the end of the world. That's what you got to understand. And sometimes I feel like, I used to beat myself up like, oh, rubbish, I've not done this. I'm going to let somebody down. But actually, what's going to happen? Yeah. Mm. Nothing there. So you got to accept that. I think that's what it is. The first thing is accepting. Yeah, I remember saying that. I think when Ramadan came, I remember saying something about acceptance. You know, the idea was like, because we were saying, oh, oh, we can't do Ramadan in lockdown. That will never happen. What about, oh, yeah, tarawi? No, no. What about tarawi? What about like, <laughs> you know, those iftar um, gatherings and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And then when it came, first day of Ramadan, I said, right, we're going to have to accept it. Like, you know, and then deal with whatever's going to come afterwards. What would be one of your lockdown lessons? Well, lockdown lessons? Um, I think I'm going to just jump on b- back on the bandwagon of boredom again. Like how useful and you know powerful boredom can be. Because mm-hmm. boredom usually means that you've got free time, haven't you? Yeah. There's some time for you to get shit done. I mean, even if it means just thinking, even if it means just reflecting and stuff mm. like that, you know, I think if I don't mask that boredom with Mm -hmm. social media, Mm. with Netflix, with computer games or whatever, and I deal with it, then I think I'll be able to deal with the actual issues that are causing the boredom in the first place. I think, you know, the ability to deal with boredom and go go ahead with it was definitely something that I learned. And I also learned, like you're talking about the fish and the wind and all that, right? What I learned, and I think I already (laughs) knew this, right? But I think it took me a point of reflection Mm -hmm. is how simple life can really be. Yeah, It's almost like a cheat code. Yeah, you know, like, so I think, I mean, for example, someone like us, whether you call us millennials, right? So we were the development of, you know, CDs, MP3, social Mm -hmm. media. (laughs) So everything that's in this day and age right now that has dealt with our boredom, like this right now, we realise how complicated life, how we complicated life. So I think simplicity I think that's one of the things that I, I learned before we should try and do it but my family's doing it a lot more now like you know we eating together on the dining table such a simple thing right but just there's a lot of joy and pleasure that you know everyone sat together um, and eating together again such a simple thing everyone sat in the same room because we can't fucking go out can we <laughs> we're in lockdown so everyone sat in the same house mm-hmm. in the same room negotiating you know, what you're going to watch right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but again you know how simple that is just being sat in the same room with everybody but then you realize hang on like the value and the meaning of life Mm. is coming out of the simplicity because you know i've done the 16 i still do them 16 17 18 hour busyness of shifts and all that that is such a complicated life at the present moment of time i'm floating between projects Mm -hmm. so moving from one place to another Mm -hmm. you know quite quickly and you know dealing with traffic and Mm. you know bad drivers and all that right then you realize how complicated life is but the moment we're in lockdown Life's simple. On that point, my lockdown lesson was we have so much more time than we actually think we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Going on what you just said, you know, with the 24 hours that we had, I appreciated a lot more, used it like 
as efficiently as possible. I, I wasn't forcing myself to kind of like, I have to do something mm-hmm. to be productive and feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. It kind of naturally happened. And the time that we had, I, I couldn't be anything but positive about it. You know, my family life, you know, Alhamdulillah, you know, I'm blessed and that's always been great. But what happened with lockdown, we had no choice but to be positive about what we have, you know, the situation that we're in. And we had to be, uh, you know, do the best that we can in the situation that we were and in. And a lot of those were simple things, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. You know, a lot of those were simple things. Like, even to the extreme of where we were buying our groceries from, a lot of them were from corner shops and yeah. independent shops. So that, so if you think about shopping for a second, it got simplified. You know, we didn't have to do aisles of Tesco's and Asda's or whatever. Mm. Just a little corner shop on my street that's got its whatever mm. vegetables it's mm. got or whatever mm. fruits it's got or whatever it's got to be, you know, are we doing a simple shopping? Mm. And we'll do it every two, Limited three days. Limited choices of each Limited product. choices, mm. yeah. Mm. Me and my missus went quite the opposite way because she was working from home. Right. When I'd be doing all the cooking. So what's been new for me is like cooking. I, I moved in in January and then come March, it's like I'm cooking every single day. Did you used to cook before or was it just locked out now? Not really, not really. But so you're a lockdown chef? Yeah, lockdown chef. Like cooking just veg. Yeah. And making veg taste really nice. Yep. Yeah. You know, a lot of people got into like lockdown cooking and baking yeah. and all that. I got into eating. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right, okay. So, Hamdi, what would you say, as well as you learning how to yeah. cook, what were the positives of lockdown for you? Um, becoming less of a yes man, I think, is one of the main things for me. I'm such a kind of like a people pleaser. I want to be involved in so many things. But with covid i kind of understood what i want to do going forward and a lot of that has got to do with my wife and kind of just reinforcing that you know you don't have to take on everything so the main biggest thing is for me to be saying no to a lot of people and kind of just bring it back down to the foundations of what i want to do and kind of just taking that to, to the next level for me Thank you. What about Kamal? What were the key for me, positives the positive, for lockdown? Less junk food, more home cooked food. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, to, to be honest with you, it's appreciate every little thing in life, every little thing, and not taking things for granted. Having a busy life, a work life as a teacher, being at home with my child, seeing her grow, it was amazing. Even though I had work on the side, I still spent some time here and there, and having her. I mean, presence, that was enough, do you know what I mean? So not taking things for granted and spending more time with your family because the one thing you're not going to get back in life is time. That's guaranteed, isn't it? So having that time with the family during that lockdown, I felt forced to stay home, spend it with the family, which I think I needed. I think everybody needed that time to be with the family. And sometimes we just take this for granted, but that's it. Appreciate everything you got. Mm. What about you, Ansa? Um, in a summative statement, what would you say were the um, positives of? I think I think prioritizing what's important and what actually needs to be done. Just like Hamdi said, I used to be a bit of a yes man as well, and I'd be everywhere and try and help everyone and do everything for everyone apart from myself. But this has kind of made me a bit selfish in a way, where I'd have to prioritize what I need and what my family needs mm-hmm. and people that are close to me, and that's it actually. To be honest, what about you? Um, I mean, some of the positives, I think, like there was an element of realising how simple life is. Uh, We were talking about family before, so I think that added another layer for me of how important 
my family's well-being was. So I think a lot of it does come from like re- reflecting and understanding worth, mm-hmm. you know, what is really worthy of my time, you know, or worthy of my attention. When I was dealing with my cancer, there was a point where I, I realised that I needed to chisel shit off, <laughs> you know. I was a yes boy and all that. I was trying to please everyone that was around me, mm-hmm. you know, maintaining relationships that weren't necessarily like fulfilling or uplifting me or whatever. So I was spent chiselling and I think the lockdown obviously chiselled a whole chunk mm-hmm. off, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think the positive has definitely come from that another positive is that that I was able to focus on some of the projects that were on hold for me so I was able to like transition into new areas of work and I'm quite blessed to do that the project that Hamdi yeah. and I are doing you know yeah. the transition of it from being a physical project into yeah. an online project you know all these different things come into place for me so I think being able to have a mindset shift as a result of boredom reflection patience understanding self-worth mm-hmm. and all that came out as a result we are at the part of the show where we ask guests to bring a quote, proverb or a statement with them that is relevant to the topic, in this case, lockdown, where we discuss the quote itself and try and deconstruct it. So I will start it off. It's a quote by myself that I did pretty much at the beginning of lockdown where on Instagram I wrote, boredom is the pathway to self-reflection awareness and creativity it is amongst boredom we sometimes find the motivation and desire to do shit so my understanding of when i was writing it is that when you get frustrated out of boredom like when you spent time on boredom that's when you get that fire in the belly and think Mm -hmm. right i need to do something about being bored or as soon as this lockdown's lifted i'm going to make the most out of every opportunity that i get Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. don't know if anybody else can relate or understand anything from that Definitely can relate to that. I mean, just... I've I mean, as a musician, I think you're able to, like, resonate straight away. Like. Oh, straight away. Because as a musician, you're only as good as you what you did last time. Like, you have to be as fresh as anyone. So for me, if I'm not creating every day, there's something wrong. For me as well, it played a massive part on what I did over the lockdown. Um, I re- readdressed my personal website. I analysed exactly what I want to do from my website. Yeah. I started rewriting my blogs, uh, which I wouldn't have the, had the time to mm-hmm. do. I started a couple of side hustles, mm. a couple of online shops. You know, that was because of boredom. Mm. And, you know, you know, Alhamdulillah, it's playing out okay at the moment. But most the biggest part would be the website obviously i, I liaise with yourself quite a bit some during that you know where you've given I mean, me we, uh, we've had advice. two websites built in lockdown <laughs> like just yeah. two, you know out of boredom we have we um, have um and you know if i didn't have that time to get bored yeah you know i wouldn't have maybe yeah. gone back to that and started rewriting my articles and getting advice of yourself about i mean one definition of boredom is just like time isn't it you know you've got time where you've got not filled it up with anything mm-hmm. so you're just trying to find stuff to fill it up with mm. and what you fill it up with becomes a, probably the most important thing yeah. of, of that yeah. and I was trying to get at the point that I was trying to say is you either get reflection or you get awareness around things so we've spoke about some of the awareness or creativity mm-hmm. you know you can get creative at the end at, at, at the end of boredom not at the beginning because mm. you get into the what they call the boredom barrier where you're just frustrated like what the fuck do I do what should mm-hmm. I do I've got nothing to do mm-hmm. You know, I've got nothing to do. And you normally see it in children, younger children, because they get frustrated out of boredom, don't they? But the moment you give them something to do, they put all their mind into it, Mm -hmm. even if it's stuff that they don't like doing. Mm. You know, so I'm thinking about my like baby nephew, seven years old. So I forced him to do colouring with me. But Mm. then after he picked his second felt tip and he's going through it, my guy's proper in it. Um, And I think that's what, that's the beauty of boredom. The moment you, whatever you put your mind to during boredom, Mm. right, you normally put your 101% in. 
Kamal, have you got anything to add to that? It's absolutely true. When you're bored, you, you find something else to do to fill that time up, as you were saying. And that sounds really sad. Um, but I bought myself a jigsaw cutter. Okay. <laughs> now, nah, nah, tell me more, man. Tell you more. There's been jobs around my house like needed doing, so I've just been putting it off because there was no time. But now, I feel that's like... a typical man thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I've got time now. What I'll do? I'll go and buy one. Anyway, I bought it because I'm trying to box off a pipe, um, my new suite. And so I said I'll do it about what six months ago. I've still not done it yet. So I'm that's my it. next job that I need to do in the house so like you were saying when you're bored you do come with ideas and different things and I was as Ansel was saying before when I was bored I started thinking about this planning about doing online resources for for teachers and students again it, it's making that time and when I'm bored I start jotting the ideas the logos all that kind yeah. of stuff but nothing it's all obviously in I mean, the process for, for, for boredom quote-unquote to work mm. like you need to embrace it yeah yeah like you yeah. don't you don't distract yourself especially with our mobile phones and social media etc mm. is that the moment boredom comes boom, we fill it up with usually bullshit stuff you know a lot of the times we would rather not watch a YouTube video tutorial but watch you know like watching reaction videos of, <laughs> put my hand up of, on that as well. of other people <laughs> but see exactly what we're trying to do I think sometimes you need that. It's called um, like it's, it's almost like a cool down from your brain, just to sort of sw wind down from everything that, like a busy day. It's almost like going to a gym workout. You need to cool down, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, your yeah. brain needs that as well. And I think sometimes we forget that, and that's what we need to do: pay attention to our our, our mental health as well. Answer. What is um, your quote that you've bought today? My quote is by Steve Jobs, and it is: "My favorite things in life don't cost money." It's clear that the most precious resource we all have is time. And that kind of breaks down ex you know, everything that I've learned through this lockdown about myself, about life in general. That time is so precious. That's all we need. Like we don't need to go out for expensive meals. And you know, it's the it's the it's it's what you value and it's what you take out of that kind of situation. That counts. It's the memories, it's the experiences. You know, we were talking about nature. Seriously, I actually m miss going and walking in these different parks, you know, taking my kids out, letting them experience. You know, my daughter absolutely loves walking on, you know, tree trunks that are on the floor. You know, they, they got to, you know, witness just ropes hanging off trees and they were like, wow. Do you know what I mean? You know, it should be... No, one, one little thing that I've just thought of now when you said that made me happy and I didn't realise, like, it was probably, probably one of the important things that happened was my baby nephew. Like, I gave him two weeks to learn how to ride the bike without without his um, stabilisers, you know. And as of about three, four days ago, I mean, we're still learning how to do, like, fast turns and, you know, controlling his bike a bit more, etc. But believe it or not, there was so much satisfaction that I got each time, like, he was figuring something out, like, like, you know, I was making him ride his bike around, like, parking lanes, standing up, sitting down, doing uphill, downhill. You know, what did that cost? Not a, you know... Um, Time. Not, not a, yeah. So much happiness came out of however many hours that I spent with him. I, I um, was going to say, had you not had that time... Would you be able to do that no, for him? I don't think he would have... He probably still would have had a stabiliser son. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, right, okay, so Kamal, what was your quote that you bring wow, with you? Wow, mine's not as complex as your guys, honestly. Mine's very simple. And I, 
Go for it, let's. Right, so it's, we're all in this together. It's the quote that's been used wide, um, widely during this lockdown. What it means to me isn't just looking after myself, it's the wider community. It's looking after your staff. My neighbours, for example, I've got a neighbour who's like 87, I think he's more healthy than me. Um, I can't even keep up with his gardening you know, his skills. Honest to God, he's brilliant. So just checking up on him, seeing how he's doing and asking if he needs any shopping or anything like that. And, and then I've got the neighbour on the other side who's a builder. And again, just having a chat with them, making sure everybody's fine. What it is as well, and it's really weird, Every Thursday, right, eight o'clock, no word of a lie, religiously, they come out and start clapping for the key workers. Mm-hmm. And I missed the first one because I had no idea what was happening and I was out, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. So my pension neighbor was like, where were you? I'm like, I didn't know what was happening. So, it's, it's, you know, and we get to see everybody at that point and it's quite nice just to say hello to them. Mm-hmm. There's simple things in life that we need to sort of just enjoy and appreciate. And I think that's what we missed out. And like I said to you before, it's not just about yourself, it's the wider community. And I think it has brought a lot of the community together to like, seeing people, you know, putting themselves in danger, just taking shopping and things like that. And I know a guy that um, works in um, Bolton who looks after the homeless people over there. So taking stuff to people's houses and things like yeah. that, and they didn't need to, but they did it. Again, mm-hmm. it's all the key workers. And this is why we're saying we're all, all of us are in it together, teachers, police, everything. And we've got to look after one another. Mm-hmm. And I know... That restaurant, yeah, Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie, yeah, did a lot. We did thirteen thousand meals. Man. Wow, Mashallah. I, I mean, was gonna, I was that, gonna, that oh, itself yeah. is just. This is what yeah, I mean by that quote. It's a very meals, simple yeah. quote, but it goes a long, long way, and and everybody's in it together. I, I was gonna say, you know, we we actually have one of those superheroes here amongst us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> underrated. You know, but he's done so much through the last four mm. five months, helping the unprivileged, helping the people that are working 24-7 yeah. at the hospital. Obviously, Sam and no, it was It was exactly what Kamal was saying. You know, we're in it together. Then straight away, we thought, right, okay. The two people that stood out to us straight away were elderly people that are probably living by themselves. Yeah? Isolated, yeah. I used to, and I still do, have a problem with society leaving the elders like in isolation. You know, before it never used to be in amongst our communities, but now it is. It is yeah. You know, there's, uh, there's elders... Uh, on my street that my family mm. know that they, you know, they're living by themselves. So straight away I thought, right, okay, there's this woman, there's that man. There was two people on our street mm. that we knew that used to live by themselves. So if they're on lockdown on isolation, they're full time. Mm. So who the fuck's doing their shopping? Yeah, Who's yeah. doing whatever? Like, do we even mm. know that they, you know, if they've fallen ill, etc. Yeah. So there was that. And then at the same time, and I thought, uh, partly because my niece was working frontline, I, I realized that everyone that was working in NHS and hospital the first few weeks were scared. Mm, of, of course, working, yeah, yeah. going to work. Because mm. it's frontline, isn't it? Like the mm, people that are going to mm. get caught with the virus first mm. was going to be people that were working them. So me and Kamal uh, from Kalgoorlie, we were thinking, what is it that we can do? You yeah. know, This is before the craze of face masks and sanitizers mm. came. Yeah, yeah. We thought, right, okay, we've got a kitchen. Kamal's elder brother's like, he's getting quite frustrated because the restaurant closed. He goes, let's just do free meals. So it started off with one. And then he started realizing that, hang on, people's, are not, they're not going to stop not wanting food. Yeah, um, and yeah. then we started looking out. We found elderly people in and around Royton, oh, Chatterton that live by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, once or twice a week, we'll go and knock down hot biryanis, wherever it was, knocking on. And then the NHS staff, we did it for 11 weeks, 13,000 meals. We weren't the only people that were doing it. People were donating. So we had yeah, yeah. two cash and carries that got involved. Oh, that's good. One of the things that came out of positive, I've just remembered, out of this lockdown is people were looking out for each other mm, sure. a lot more than before. Oh, yeah. now, if you look around, 
around the general people, whether they got into like um, doing charity work or just looking after their neighbors, mm. you know, something as simple as that. And I think usually that's what happens when you get into a, like a problem where the whole mm. society is affected. It's like a pandemic. Uh, yeah, like a pen- mm. literally a pandemic. You realize that, yep, the most, one of the most important things mm. is how you look after each other. And now we're at the part of the show where we ask guests to suggest a tool or resource that is useful to them, that is relevant to the topic in lockdown, that has either been used by themselves, by others, and something that they recommend or suggest to other people. I'm going to start it off again. And for me, it was adult coloring book, the mandala ones, mandala, mandala, whatever it is. And the reason why I found this to be quite of a useful and and, and really good tool is it was really therapeutic and the coloring books that i got was sick like i've got one like japanese anime one mm. i've got a tattoos one and i got into it like, like every day especially at the beginning of lockdown i was like trying to color every day or every other day and i actually realized how therapeutic it mm. is and i understand how people have used whether it's painting or you know that kind of art where it's like small really hand to detail kind of art how therapeutic or how beneficial it is for things like boredom and things like isolation, being by yourself. Mm-hmm. So my tool and resource that I recommend to men out there is Adult Coloring Book Mandala. I'll put the links of the Please. ones, uh, the ones like that one. I did. So I've yeah. got some pretty sick ones. I'm doing one at the moment. It's like a samurai chopping a guy's head off, you know, um, and I'm painting in the blood, you know, like when's the last coloring book you did that? So yeah, so Adult Coloring Book is a tool and a resource that I recommend to men out there. And what you're just saying about the coloring book, um, it's absolutely true. It is... There's a technique called Zen Tangle. I don't know if you heard of that. Oh. Zen Tangle pattern. So the word Zen comes from the word yep, Zen yep. and tangled everything. All the patterns are all tangled up. And what you do with, you know, you, as you're working through, you kind of untangle the design, the illustrations that you're looking at, you color into it. So in a way, what you're saying is coloring intricate patterns and it helps you sort of de-stress. Sometimes it can stress you out because you're trying to get it done properly but more importantly what it does it just helps you relax and that's Mm. the word zen Mm. comes from so everything you're saying is absolutely spot on and in fact the number of sales for arts and crafts went up during the lockdown along with cycling and running equipments and things like that as well you know one thing you should get into is watercolor painting that's absolutely stunning if i had the space i definitely would have done it it's just I've not got the space because that you need a dedicated room don't you like no 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 you can get a small palette yeah. Um, and A4 sheets. And you get watercolour paper, sketchbook. Right. And a nice paintbrush and a little watercolour. Doesn't pot. it get messy though? Like, nah, no, it's just like, it doesn't. Listen, I got my daughter involved in it and she's enjoying it. Watercolour is nice and easy. It's the acrylic that you're thinking about, which is quite messy, or poster paint. Or oil. Oil paint. Don't, yeah, don't use oil paint. Oils are um, just, you know, yeah. So, watercolour paint will not work on a canvas because canvas is fabric, so you won't yeah. work on it. Yeah, yeah, so, you yeah, have yeah. to work on watercolour paper. And it's quite nice if you can go for a walk up a hill, sit there and draw what you see in front of you. No, see, I'd be shit at that. I couldn't do that. No, again, I need someone else to draw it for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you can yeah, get yeah, what yeah. colour books with the illustration that you can paint it. Do you know that tool that like you just suggested, it helped my kids go through? Basically, um, they were just constantly drawing and colouring and painting and stuff like that. I don't know if you checked my socials and what's not. My, yeah, son's, yeah, yeah, yeah. my son's pretty good at drawing. He's like me. I've still got a picture of me that was drawn by Ansa. So oh, it was a sick draw, mate. In that file oh, 22 yeah. bin. <laughs> Joking. No, 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 no. I, I had a frame. Show me later. Show me later. In the studio. Um, so basically, my son, he, he, I don't know, he just concentrate, put his headphones on, and he just draw and yeah. just colour. 
And it, you know, it is right. See, that's actually another natural thing as well. Like, if you yeah. think about it, it's one of the oldest things. Yeah. That as soon as man was able to, like, scribe, like, just writing and all yeah, that yeah. became a thing to deal with and to cope with. Um, right, okay, so, Kamal, what is your recommended, suggested oh, tool God. or resource? What I've learned from my own experience is actually having a hobby. Okay. Whether that's running or whether that's painting or colouring, um, I think finding a hobby, finding something that you've not done before is then building onto that skill that helps, that almost gives you a purpose in life, in, not in life, mm. during this lockdown yeah. to trying to yeah, yeah, make yeah, it yeah. better. Do you know what I mean? Did you have a new hobby? Well, I, I do like running, but obviously I didn't do as much as, as I do now. And I'm starting to increase that and obviously having a, a running partner. He, he enjoyed um, talking to his fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, enjoy talking to a fish, mm-hmm. having that as well, and the gardening aside too as well. So I think that really helps. See, me. Ho- ho- gardening is a legitimate hobby. Yeah, and um, um, Sam tried it, but then I had to bring in builders to sort it out. <laughs> no, mine was just to create some space for mum, and I tried suggesting things, but mum's not having it. Like, yeah, she's doing it her way, so I've just like left oh, you just leave it to it. Oh, you yeah. can't. Um, but um, the, the best thing is not to sit in front of the TV. I yeah. think that's what I learned from my own experience: sitting in front of the TV, trying to watch whole entire series in one go. Why, goodness me, not a good idea. Brain numbing, isn't it? Absolutely, you don't enjoy the show. Then afterwards, you have something that's good and it's going to keep you engaged having that hobby having doing something having a purpose within your house as well you know i think that's the main thing picking up on your point about tv just another like epiphany moment is like these producers of these series yeah sit around a table like this and discuss right how can we get our viewers addicted yeah so yeah. they're entertaining that conversation. So there's psychologists and oh, like yeah, yeah. on that level mm. thinking, how can I get Kamal or Sam or Hamdi or Ansar addicted to our show? And then you think, hang on, you become a victim of that then. Yeah. That's why generally speaking, I try my best to stay away from series. Like films I can deal with, mm. uh, but series I've seen it, partly because I've got an addictive nature myself. Mm. So the idea is that you just don't get into it and yeah. then you don't get addicted to it. Yeah. yeah, series, man. So the point was TV, yeah. yeah. TV. I'm so sort of um, a hobby, and uh, more importantly, have a routine. That might sound a bit weird. Even waking up in the morning and dressing up in the house, because if you sit with your pajamas all day, it makes you feel down. Mm, mm. So I think if you dress up, look the part, even if it's in your house, you feel a bit better about yourself. So having that routine, I think, helps. It's one of the first tips I learned in lockdown. They're saying get changed in the morning. Yeah, get changed. Yeah. Even if you like working from home and all that. Yeah. Even if it's from pajamas to joggers or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Just get out of the clothes that you were sleeping in. Oh, absolutely. Just to switch. Mm. Switch. Absolutely. You know, when I was training at home, I'd proper get changed into my gym Me gear. Mm-hmm. I'd wear my trainers, and my yeah. kids would think, <laughs> "You're at home." <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm yeah. like, no, I need to. I put my gym trainers on. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I actually yeah. got fully changed into my gym gear and That's, you know proper is that headphones mode, and everything. Isn't it? Gym mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice um, a, a guy called James Clear talks about that a lot as well. Like gym apparels, like mm. why they became so popular. Mm. You know, gym clothes, like yeah. why they became so famous. Yeah, yeah. So it's because people realized that like dressing up for gym. Mm. played a part in how well their workout was going to be just because they psyched themselves up yeah. by a new Jim King top or a yeah. Under Armour. Mm. It yeah. subconsciously tells Triggers, you yeah, yeah, that I'm ready is. for this shit. Yeah. I, just, I was just tired of working out in my normal clothes. <laughs> you know the ones? I, like, like, I can't. I'm, I feel like I'm just messing about if I'm. Yeah, yeah. Now it's When you're chilling in someone's house and you just find them some dumbbells uh-huh. and you start. Uh-huh. Doing kills and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah, I get a change proper. 
Right, Hamdi, so what is the tool, resource, anything that you found useful during lockdown or you picked up during lockdown that you could recommend? Pair of dumbbells. Yeah, sick. Yeah, I've not got them. I definitely would have wanted them. Um, yeah, pair of dumbbells. I tried ordering them. Uh, like one of the first things, like because Amazon was like delaying these d- yeah, orders. Yeah, yeah. I didn't buy any, I had to borrow some. Yeah, dumbbells, yeah. man, that dumbbells, is, yeah. Dumbbells, because if absolutely. I weren't working out. Like just having them there, innit? That's a good one, man. I might yeah, I, I set of dumbbells. Everyone should have a set of dumbbells oh, on the side. Dumbbells and some bands and just... Skip room is really good to have, isn't it? I've got a skipping rope, but no, dumbbells. Definitely dumbbells. Um, right, okay, so finally, answer. what is your tool or resource I, that you... I'm actually quite shocked as to how much myself and brother Hamdi have in com- common. I apologise, brother. Mine, was yours dumbbells as well? Mine is dumbbell, but I have the addition of good YouTube. Extra weights. Oh, no, 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 no. YouTube. Yeah, yeah YouTube. Yeah. So all I did was dumbbells, YouTube or podcast. It started off with um, Sam's Instagram lives. So I'd put that in the background. Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brother Hamdi featured on it. I'd just put a good YouTube channel on whether it be you know the united stand whether it be fitness whether it be one of the entrepreneurial guys that i listen to and i just work out and i felt like if it wasn't for dumbbells i don't know what i'd do i swear to god because yeah. fitness is a massive part of my life and you know once that gets taken away from you and you know you're deprived of it it drives you nuts no i think not so much the gym itself but physical movement how important it is just for like happiness and sanity and all that mm. that's where joe yeah. wicks came in <laughs> we need to give that guy a bit Joe of a applause. <laughs> he smashed it. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he became yeah. celebrity overnight. Joe Wick smashed it. Mm. Like, you know, he had the whole country watching him. And you know what? Kudos to him, man. Yeah. I remember watching videos, people complimenting him and all that. Like people that have never done workouts. But he had the whole country doing PE with him at nine o'clock in the morning. I know, I know. We did it first couple of days and we switched off. I said, I could do that. <laughs> Kamal was too lazy. <laughs> Um, right, okay, so here we are at the end of the show. So we discussed some of the problems of the lockdown, which you know included things like boredom, lack of contact with people, lack of routine. We discussed some of the things that we struggled with, but also some of the things that we benefited from, which included using it to transist into something else, into other projects, reflecting how simple life can and should be, also reflecting and understanding self-worth a bit more. We obviously established the point where some of the most important things in your life in and around your life are things that don't necessarily cost money and probably the most important thing that you've got is the time that you have uh, we thank our guests Kamal Hussein and Hamdi Hassan you'll be able to find their social media handles and their work on our show notes thank you very much for listening if you enjoyed the episode please give it a like let us know your thoughts and ideas on the comment section below don't forget to connect with us on our socials our social media handle is men who talk pod and we're on twitter instagram facebook soundcloud itunes and google podcast our website is www.menwhotalk.com once again this show was brought to you by sam malik and myself Ansa ali